Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday, the 27th of April. Um, Today, I am joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan, how are you doing? Hi there, Peter, I'm very well, thank you, how are you? Yeah, good. Right, so, what uh, what story did uh, did you pick out from today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so um, obviously I think I've spoken a fair few times about electric vehicles. I think I don't think it's any sort of secret that I, I like EVs and all the stories about EVs. Mm. Um, but there's been a lot of kind of talk over the last year or so about, obviously we've got a lot of electric vehicles, lots of electric cars out on the market now. Um, but electric trucks have been a bit of a, kind of a sticking point for a few manufacturers. And we've seen a, a few people talking about them, a few trialing things. Uh, mm. And then obviously we've now got some coming to market. Um, so this is a story from the Wall Street Journal um, this morning about Ford and their F-150 Lightning. Um, yeah. So the F-150 is the the most popular Ford pickup truck on the planet, I believe. Uh, the yeah. F-150 Lightning is the electric version of it. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things about the story I find interesting. Um, so firstly, um, because of obviously it's a massive vehicle, it's a massive lot of batteries and everything, it has a fairly high price tag on it, I would, I would say, for a lot of people. So um, it comes in at kind of $40,000 plus, mm-hmm. uh, which I would say definitely puts it in up towards the kind of luxury end of the car market for most people, um, which makes it really, for me, a direct competitor for the likes of Tesla and their Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing I find really interesting about this story is that this news is coming out the day after Tesla's stock has taken a massive nosedive because um, yeah. Elon Musk has gone and got involved in Twitter, um, mm-hmm. which obviously we were talking about yesterday and we've talked about it quite a bit over the last week. Um, and we were actually saying on the podcast yesterday, it'll be interesting to see how his other businesses react. Yeah, The stock took an absolute nosedive, about 12%, I think, hundred and I think it was $126 billion it reduced in value by or something daft like that. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, what are the... What are the things are very interesting is about this this announcement from Ford um, is day after that. Um, so one of the things it's trying to do is by triple its output targets, it's now looking at trying to get 150,000 units out the door, um, mm. which is really good news for them. Their order book at the moment stands around the 200,000 mark. So mm. look, fulfilling a lot of that order book a mm. lot quicker than they were intending on doing. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other interesting thing about this then, talking about order books, is that actually other companies like Lucid and Rivian are cutting their output targets for this year, mm. supply mm-hmm. chain issues. Mm-hmm. So obviously Ford, after seeing not having those same issues, mm. and it gives them a real kind of head start on those two. Yeah. Uh, and probably more importantly for them, um, a head start over GM as well, because they're, they're kind of like for like, I guess. Uh, mm. EV pickup, the Silverado is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. So obviously getting 150,000 units out the door before that happens is a massive kind of front foot step. It's really good for Ford to be that far ahead. And you could even mm. argue that should these come out and be really good, mm. um, and to be honest with you, I've seen a few reviews uh, online. I've watched quite a few kind of YouTube reviews and things, um, as you do, because that's, that's, yeah. that's how you judge everything these days, isn't it, by YouTube? Absolutely. <laughs> so I've watched YouTube reviews, and it looks a really impressive bit of kit. Yes, it's $4,000 yeah. plus, but actually it has got a lot of stuff on at the entry level. Um, so yeah. it's a very, very impressive bit of kit, both in terms of size and in terms of all its capabilities. So actually, you could argue that if if it comes out and user reviews are really good, mm. you could you could put a massive dent in the pre-orders of all of those companies I've just mentioned 
Because mm. actually, mm. why would you put a pre-order down for something that may or may not be good when you know that the F-150 lining is brilliant? Mm. So mm. I think in terms of, like I said, the timing against the Tesla news, um, the lack of supply chain issues they're predicting compared to their rivals and the fact that they're a year ahead of GM, I think yeah. all round this is a really good step, a really good story as well for yeah. for. So, so yeah, yeah I, I've, I've, I've chatted a bit. Uh, what's your take on this story? Yeah, no, I think it's very good. I think that the F-150, I, mean, I have to say the F-150, it does, it sounds to me like a fighter jet, um, uh, but maybe there, there is a, you know, that that's what they're trying to make it sound like. Um, but, you know, because obviously all these, I, I find these kinds of things like pickup trucks and bizarrely uh, caravans always have really sort of, testosterone sounding names don't they so yeah. um yeah i always thought that with caravans you know when you're going up the motorway or something you see something called like you know like a, a caravan called challenger or yeah you know or something like yeah you know, something along those lines um is you just think yeah you're just trying to disguise something as <laughs> uh, something <laughs> makes it's, it's, it's more excited fighter jet or space shuttle isn't it with challenger yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but, uh, but anyway, yeah. Sorry, back to um, uh, Ford. Uh, um, you know, back to Ford. I think it's really good. They're the, obviously a first mover um, on this. Well, relatively first. Well, first mover of a proper company. I mean, you've got Rivian and stuff out there, but you know, they they're not really. I don't think they're personally. Don't think they're proper at the moment. I mean, they're startups. They're, you know, I mean, they're what they've done is good, and like you know, the Rivian looks good. Their 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 truck looks good, and. It has got good reviews, but the fact is, you know, they've already had to cut um, their uh, their production run um, because of part shortages and things like that. Um, obviously, um, Ford far far better in terms of um, coverage, um, network uh, capability, production capacity, all that kind of stuff. So it should be able to do well from this if mm-hmm. this f-150 is good and it seems good um at the moment so um so i think that that would be it's really good it's uh this is this is a, a big move and like you say if if it is good and the reviews are all good at the beginning that's going to make life for gm and and all the others um very difficult let's not forget of course that um the cyber truck was due out god was it not 2019 something maybe something around then or it was first deliveries or 2020 for sure um no idea when that thing's coming out i mean it looks amazing um and certainly that is going to turn a few heads Mm. um but in the meantime if you are in the market for something that carries loads of stuff um then this sounds like it would be uh this would be a pretty good um and if you're just wanting um, something as an alternative to an SUV or something. One of the thing, one of the cars or uh, vehicles that I've seen that looks really good um, to my mind, anyway. I mean, it's only obviously a personal thing. Um, is the the Volkswagen ID Buzz, which is the new kind of camper van um, thing. You know, the electric camper van, which um, a lot of reviews I've seen of that very recently because all these things have only just come out. Um, you know, they're saying that it feels like more like a jacked up SUV than a uh, than than a van. Um, apparently, that's what's good. Um, I'm, what's I'm with you on this. I love the ID Buzz. I think because yeah. it's and because a lot of you kind of purists on terms of the camper van side, mm. it looks it's got some of the quirkiness 
yeah. that the old school camper vans had while still yeah. being a practical vehicle. So I'd be interested to see yeah, how that does. I think it look, I think it looks fantastic. I, I, I think I really like that. You know, I really like that uh, vehicle. And I think that um, I, I would have thought surely that that is going to be, that is going to be popular. Yeah. Um, but what they've been, they've been saying was, was that the interesting thing with that vehicle, and I presume same kind of thing must be true with, with these pickup trucks is because the battery, you know, all the batteries are, are very low on the car. You know, they're they're basically like the the, the board bit of the skateboard. You know, and um, and so that means that actually their handling is very good um, because that you know this you don't get swayed everywhere and and whatnot. So anyway, very interesting. I hope that this this does well for Ford. <clears throat> Ford could do with a bit of luck because they've had a very tough. A uh, few years pulling out various markets and whatnot. So um, I hope this goes well for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, yeah, that's my favourite story from Watson's Daily today. What was yours, Peter? Well, um, my favourite story was about Maersk. Um, so Maersk is a massive um, shipping container company, um, and what they did was they they set they. Um, Increased their full year forecasts, um, uh, but at the same time, and they made they've made an absolute fortune because of the supply chain problems and things that has exacerbated that COVID, um, more COVID. Uh, you know, in the latest Shanghai lockdowns, for instance, they've and, and now the war, of course, um, have all meant that freight rates have gone through the roof. Um, they are many times what they were before. Um, and this has caused lots of problems. Of course, they they have been always with these things. Someone benefits, and Maersk has be- benefited greatly because they've been able to charge more money. The interesting thing here is they're saying that they are um, <clears throat> they think things will slow down before the end of the year. Um, but even, despite that, they've still put their um, uh, end of year forecast up quite considerably. So uh, the reason why I talk about Maersk, and for those who don't all know about Maersk, who are listening to this and, and, and don't really know about Maersk, um, Maersk is seen as, as a uh, proxy for global trade. And so if Maersk is doing well, generally that is a sign of global economic health. If, on the other hand, they waver, that is also a, a sign that, is a sign that things aren't going to go so well. So um, this is a, you know, this is a big thing. Um, and I ask the question in in the reels today um, and on TikTok uh, even, you know, um, asking the question: Should Merck just shut up? Uh, the reason <laughs> I, the reason I ask that question is because um, they're doing so well that uh, it may well be that regulators start to get more and more frustrated and feel a lot more pressure from, say, consumer groups and things, saying, "Hey, this is not right." that um uh, that they that they are doing well from everyone's misery in a way it reminds me a bit of um uh, what people are saying at the moment about oil companies is it right that oil companies should be making loads of money right now because you know shouldn't there be because remember there was all this pressure for a wind for one-off windfall tax on oil companies because of the high oil price at the moment um and similarly with this, this kind of reminds me of this where you've got um, freight rates going up and Maersk is being, um, you know, punished 
essentially um for 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 this uh, or could, could it could be punished for this if the regulators get involved now they haven't really yet um but what is interesting is that um in in the world there are three major shipping alliances one of them is called 2M um another one is called Ocean Alliance and the third one is called The Alliance or THE Alliance I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it um and um it sounds like pretty much a closed shop. I mean, as you can imagine, um, it won't be very easy for uh, someone to start up a container shipping line, um, you know, off your own back. It's not something that you'd, um, I don't know, borrow 10 grand from the bank or something and go and do this. I mean, this is something you ne- that needs a serious amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does sound very cartel-like, um, does sound very OPEC-like. Um, and as a result, maybe um, it's possible that uh, regulators could get interested. So them doing, pati- ironically, them doing particularly well could result in, um, uh, you know, in them being more likely to be investigated. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's, that is a potential risk here. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's interesting, like, obviously, the thing you were just talking about there with, with the antitrust trust bodies and things. Mm. And and it is you could very easily um, go down the route of saying, well, surely there's something morally wrong with this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Other companies are struggling. There's supply chain issues across the world, and, and yet one of these big shipping giants is increasing its full year profit forecast and making an absolute shed load of money. Mm. And surely, on some sort of human level, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say it's very easy to jump down for a lot of people to jump down that rabbit hole. Mm. Um, but like you said, actually then you're looking at saying, well, actually, you, you should punish this company for doing well. Mm. And they obviously, like, you have to almost kind of get that human aspect out of your head, don't you, when, you, when you're looking at these stories and, and thinking about it from the kind of commercial aspect mm. and go, actually, can, can, you, can, you, can you really punish mm. a company for, for essentially just doing well at what it mm. does? Yeah. Um, unless they are charging what is deemed to be completely unrealistic prices or... Mm ripping people off in, in mm. some way or not delivering on their service. And actually, they're just, I hate to use the phrase, making hay while the sun shines. There will be times yeah. when, when their business is down. Yeah. But at the moment, like you say, for, for Mesk, this is brilliant. They're doing very mm. well, um, mm. keeping their rates up. They're mm. predicting massive forecasts. And much as kind of on the kind of human level, it might feel wrong that any company is making this amount of money. Yeah, It's what they do. Uh, and like I said, there'll be, there'll be peaks and troughs in it. So... Uh, yeah, I say it's very interesting to to read the story. It's it's very tempting to look at the, the kind of the moral aspect of this. Yeah, actually, yeah. from, from biz, a purely business perspective, this is great for them, isn't it? Mm, it is. It is. I mean, may, who knows? I mean, maybe some governments will again. You may maybe they'll set put in a, a one off windfall tax, you know, shipping windfall tax or something. But I don't think that that's the problem with something like that. Is all that means is they'll pass more. Co- they'll just put the prices up even more. You know, to to. Um, I mean, okay, I suppose they could try to stop it. They could say you are not allowed to put your prices up. But then, you know, you get different problems then um, because um, that means that lots of uh, there'll be more traffic, um, but there's still the same amount of containers. Yeah. So, um, so you know, you're just going to get supply problems um because everyone's going to be clamoring for all these um for all these containers yeah. so it's it's a it is it is a tricky problem um it's not going to be solved 
Um, it's not going to be solved easily. I mean, they have said that it will. Um, uh, there will be um, the momentum will be lost towards the end of the year, and who knows? I mean, maybe um, the the central banks um, raising interest rates may start be well. You would have thought it would start to be starting to work by then. Maybe consumption will go down. If that goes mm-hmm. down, then the then the demands will go down, and things will start to calm down. You know, uh, to calm down a bit, essentially. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can say down in any more <laughs> any more times in one sentence there, but um, oh, impressive. Yeah. I almost sounded like status quo, so I'm going to be doing it much more, many more times. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, I just aged myself slightly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess I guess the other thing to look at with this as well is if you take a step back and go big mm-hmm. picture, like you said um, earlier, Maersk one of those companies that is really really much really an indicator of kind of overall global economic health. Mm. Actually, the their fact they're putting their profits forecasts up. Actually, you could say that and go, well, that's a good thing because that mm. probably means we're recovering, probably yes. recovering financially yes. from from the pandemic. Yes. So if you go really big picture, that could be deemed a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, always, always good to look at what Musk is doing. Mm. Um, and um, and yeah, if obviously if anything changes, no doubt we'll bring it up again uh, in a future podcast. Um, but there we go. So um, I think today um, that's that's all, as they say uh, on TV. Yeah, it's all it's all we got time for today. <laughs> um, and um, yes, yeah, just to mention, I've got the the um, monthly roundup that's going to be happening tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, that's Thursday. Um, that's going to happen at four o'clock. Not the usual time. It's four o'clock. It's earlier than what it normally is. Um, and so um, if you want to go to that, you need to register. You go on our um, either our socials on our link tree or you can go. Um, you can see it's on. You know, you can do it via our uh, via Watson's Daily itself. At the top of the newsletter, you'll see in all sorts of colors. You'll see this uh, and you just click on the link, register. And then, you know, your, your jobs are good. Um, lots of stuff to talk about this this month. Um, and, um, and yeah, so I think that, uh, it, you know, if you can make it, um, it would be good to virtually see you as it were. Absolutely. Be, like say, it's always a really good, always a really good event, Matt. So definitely worth getting on. Good stuff. Right. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time and insight as always. Um, thank you very much for listeners for listening. Um, please, um, continue to support us, please. Uh, recommend us to your fellow uh, other podcast listeners um, if you already haven't. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see. You. We'll see you again, or not see you, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, I will. I would. Uh, yeah, say thank you very much indeed. Have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Thanks a lot, please. Take care. Bye. <laughs>